Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we're chatting with my new friend, Mike Bolton of Life Rekindled. And this episode is so full of golden nuggets. I took a ton of notes, a whole page of notes here from this episode with Mike. Uh, he's somebody that I just met recently, and we met because he said yes to a lunch meeting with uh, my friend and I and another gentleman that he's connected with. And when Mike and I met for lunch, we just felt an instant connection. And I'm so excited to bring this interview to you because he's just got so much wisdom from his years in business and in ministry. We talked about marriage. Uh, he wrote a book called Ignite Your Marriage, Ignite, and one called Ignite Your Mission, and he's working on a new leadership book. And so we talked about marriage stuff. We talked about um, going deep and finding your why, how to find your, your purpose and your mission in life. Um, I wrote down one thing here. Um, you can't be mad at someone you're praying for. So if you're praying for your spouse, it's hard to stay mad at them. Uh, say yes and see what happens. We talked about um, the his spirit, his, the spiritual foundation, how that is so key. Um, overnight successes takes uh, at least 10 years. He says the harder he works, the luckier he gets. Um, and this was just um, information on how advice actually for entrepreneurs to be patient uh, that you have to have high competence and high character and you play the long game. There's just so much good stuff from this episode. I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, go to uh, liferekindled.com to grab his books. You can also grab them on Amazon. And he also has, has a podcast. It's a, only a minute or two each episode. There's just really good bite-sized chunks of wisdom in each of those episodes. But you're going to love this interview. Here is my friend, Mike. Mike, welcome to Streams of Income. Hey Ryan, it is so good to be with you. This is uh, this is a real joy to connect. You know, we've connected face to face and in person now. Yes. You know, on your podcast, and uh, it's just a joy to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you. And it was, I just certain people that you meet, you just feel an instant connection. And I felt that with you. Um, you know, we had that lunch with your mentor John, and uh, yes. didn't didn't know that there was going to be any well. Actually, Pam did say there's somebody else going to be joining us. She didn't know who you were. And it was just, I don't know, it was just awesome to have you there at that lunch. And I just felt an instant connection with you and eager to see what the Lord does in our relationship. You, you know, it, and that is so true. You know, I found in life, um, John Maxwell is somebody who taught me to say yes and see what happens. Mm. And it was yes to that um, luncheon. Yeah. With John, and he mentioned you guys were coming. Yeah. And I go, hey, let's just meet some new people. And he told yeah, me a little bit about the connection. And uh, yes, and I'm and I'm and I've never forgot that the doors that get opened, and that's a real, real encouraging for people. Say yes to, to at least meeting somebody, connecting mm -hmm. with somebody, and you'll be amazed. Oftentimes, what doors get opened. And and I just yes. talked yesterday to a mutual friend that you introduced me to, and that's going to open up doors. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's really the way things work when you say yes. Absolutely. Real quick question. I, mean, I want to get into your story, but in this, my podcast, I know you've listened to several episodes, you know, that it could literally end up, who knows which way this is going to end up. I don't have yes. on my podcast. There's not a set of five questions. <laughs> I ask everybody. It's more, it's very conversational. Um, but that 
And I, one thing I love about having a podcast is I can ask questions that I genuinely want to know. And I, I know there's people in my audience that will too, but you know, I can be selfish and ask the question that I want to know because it's my podcast. Um, but this go. is not a selfish like, question, but I yeah. want to know you said, say yes. And so you're a successful business person and you've been successful in ministry and um, are successful in life. And if, you know, the question about saying yes, like if um, when people come to you and say, I, I want to take you to lunch and pick your brain, you know, I have people that are coaches that will say, you know, you can't say yes to all of those um, because yeah. people are just kind of like, you know, they're trying to get into your head for free and it shouldn't be free, but you also want to be a blessing to people. Um, where do you, where does that line up with you? Like if, if I had reached out to you saying, Hey, I saw you through on LinkedIn and I know you're local and um, hey, can I just, can I buy you lunch and pick your brain? Like wh what is, where do you, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Yeah. And yeah. I know that it's also maybe just hearing from the Lord and praying about it and getting a quick yes or no, but do you have anything to, you know, that is thoughts a, on that? That is a great question. You know, as you get more successful, people want more access to you, right? Yeah. And so, and Debbie and I, my wife, Debbie and I have talked, you know, talked some about that. How do you, how do you manage your schedule? Because, you know, all of us have the the same thing, right? We get you know, so the same amount of hours in a week yeah. and you can't say yes to everything. And so you have to be strategic. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm pretty strategic about the people uh, that I connect with. And it usually comes as a result of an introduction from somebody that I already have a relationship with Yes, that can right. one vouch for them. And, and they, they know that would be a good connection. Mm -hmm. And you know that you, you know, I, if I would have just said, and you never met me, you know, introduce me to your friends, you'd go, oh, no, hold on. You know, I, I, I take that personally mm -hmm. because I want my friends to do the same with me, you know, not vet, but yeah, vet. Yeah. You know, who, exactly. who is this person? What, yeah. you know, tell me a little bit about who you are. And mm -hmm. sometimes that can be a zoom conversation first, which sure. takes, you know, you know, block out 10 minutes and yeah. you go right away. You're probably, if you're good and you're a pretty good judge character, you go, this is a good fit or not a good fit. Yeah. doesn't mean we don't like people. Sure. We love everybody, but we can't make time for everybody. It has yeah. to be strategic to fit yeah. into where we're going. And so you you have to have a process to be able to vet um, people. Now, I'm very social, as are you, and I, and I mm -hmm. like to connect with people. And I have a little more flexibility in my schedule, so I might have a bit more room for that. Yeah. But, you, you know, our uh, my friend, John Maxwell, this uh -huh. is, you know, is reading his latest book on communication. Um, you can you can have access to him, mm. but it's going to cost you a donation to his foundation. Yes, you know it, this is not complicated. Sure. And so, very successful people, <laughs> they set the bar and let people self-select. Yeah, and mm. uh, and so you know, there's there's opportunities there to say yes, but you have to be selective. Absolutely, and have a and have a threshold. Um, you know, maybe a block of time, like I said, a phone call. Mm -hmm. um, a zoom connection yeah you know for 10 minutes well let's talk over zoom tell me a little bit about your story yeah and then you know if there's possibility of further follow-up with it so sure that's yeah. good good you know, it's, it's kind of like with real estate and and uh actually my wife and i just listed our house this house here oh wow. uh, we're going to be selling it we're not sure a downsize transition mm -hmm. and and so the realtor was saying well open house do you want to have it open to everybody 
because there'll be a lot of people who just, you know, want to come see the house. They're not have no interest in buying it. Yeah. I get that. And yeah. so you, you have to kind of <laughs> figure that out how you want to navigate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with people. It's try to yeah. try to be kind to everybody, but you don't have, always have room for everybody. Sure. So true. Yeah. yeah. That's a long, great. there we go. That's a long no, answer. That's great advice. Question. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, well, you have a fascinating story. Let's talk about that. We're, I mean, feel free to jump in anywhere you feel like that's, you know, appropriate to your story and what you're doing now. Well, it's, you know, I, when I'm talking to people, I go, okay, you were born. Tell me everything after that. Well, we, we don't have to go into all the detail, <laughs> but I was born and raised in Canada. Um, all I wanted to do is play hockey, you know, typical mm-hmm. Canadian thing. Actually, there's a picture in the background there. Uh-huh. We won a national championship my last year in club hockey for all of Canada. So that was Wow. You know, it, that was pretty fun. Now, don't be too impressed, Ryan. That was almost 40 years ago. <laughs> Next year is 40 years. I, I look at that picture and I go, man, those guys looked young. Yes. And yeah, well, we were. So that's all I wanted to do. And uh, my life took an interesting, uh, I moved away from home when I was 16 to play club hockey mm-hmm. in Canada, which is basically, you know, young men, 16 to 20 year olds. And I was 16 at the time, so I was on the younger end of that, uh-uh. pretty mature. Um, had a bit of a crisis in my life, you know, kind of like, uh, I'll, I'll tell that story because I think it's relevant. Go for it, yeah. Um, I grew up in an alcoholic home, and so I, I hated my dad for what he became when he drank. Mm. And I remember living away from home at 16. My coach got a picture of me after I'd been drinking all night, you know. Um, hung over and he showed me the Polaroid picture the next morning because I was living with the coach mm-hmm. and I looked at it and I saw I'd become exactly what I despised which was my father mm. and that was a that was a life-changing moment for me to go there's got to be more mm. and I bet it was within I bet you within four months three months for sure that I had an opportunity to hear the, the good news of Jesus and I said yes to Jesus. Sign me up, and I became a follower of Jesus. <laughs> at uh, at that point, I was seventeen. I just turned seventeen. Okay. And it was a you know life changing moment for me. So it set me on a trajectory. Um, moved to to Saskatchewan, another province in Canada, <laughs> to play club hockey there, and went to a small Christian high school and Bible college. And that's where um, kind of grew in my faith. I met my wife. We won a national championship. I got a scholarship to go to the U.S., play college hockey, Div 1 college hockey. Hockey didn't work out so great, <laughs> but they hired me as a campus pastor. Wow. And that started this journey of pastoring and did that for as a campus pastor and a senior pastor for and a Bible college instructor for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And then made this transition, interesting transition, into the marketplace where I began to see my wife who had who was one of the three co-founders of a company called Norwex, which is a, a home party company around the world. Which is an amazing I product, began, by the way. My wife yeah, loves the Norwex. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> and I say to everybody that I hear that, I go, thank you for being a loyal customer. And I really began to see that there was opportunities to really help people connect them to Jesus in a real positive way that would move their, their marriage and their life and their business forward mm-hmm. very holistically. And it just opened up this whole world to me. And that's kind of the world I transitioned into. Uh, got connected with John Maxwell, became a, a coach with him. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a lot of coaching and training 
and have developed a whole program that just kind of flows out of that. And that's the life rekindled. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of this 40 year journey. Yeah. Um, you know, in my life, my wife and I've been married 40 years this August and, and it's just this whole journey of, of life and ministry and business and mm-hmm. navigating that whole world mm-hmm. um, that has brought me to this point where now I, I really want to share a lot about that with other people. Yeah. Wow. Well, tell us about Life Rekindle. What is it? Well, Life Rekindle kind of focuses in on three areas, mm-hmm. um, your mission and purpose, because I get for people that if they don't get that quite figured out, there's going to be a level of frustration. Once you get your mission and purpose figured out, and it usually flows out of your why. Mm. And and that to me was a game changer to really focus in and, and dig down on the why. Why do I do what I do? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to share? Why do I want to help people? Why are there certain areas I want to help people in and not others? Mm-hmm. And digging down to that why really was helpful to me mm-hmm. to know that th- there are you know, two, two parts of that. I want to be a person who gives. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my nature. I'm a very generous, generous person. And so I want to be a person who gives and helps others. And by nature, I'm a bit of a teacher as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love teaching everything I do, you know, uh, flows out of flows out of me wanting to teach, you know, I have a life experience. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, running the LA marathon. So I ran the March, 2023 LA marathon. People go, why would you do that? I'd never run a marathon before. I was an athlete, mm-hmm. um, stayed pretty fit, but three years ago in 2020, right in the middle of COVID, I had a massive heart attack and had to have quad bypass surgery, mm-hmm. life-changing moment. And, you know, when you're met with the possibility that, your life could be over. Um, and people say, did you, you know, did you see the pearly gates? Did you see the white light? No, I never said any of that. But I knew this was serious. I didn't think yeah. I was going to die, yeah. but I could have. Mm. And, and so I, I made a decision to get healthy. Fortunately, mm. dodged a bullet. You know, the heart's working good. Um, lost 50 pounds. Mm. And, and, I, and I had to make this decision that I wanted to celebrate my recovery Mm-hmm. And so running the marathon was a, was a, a gift to myself and yeah. to my family that I can get healthy. <laughs> well, at mile so 20, you one. told me how tough it was. At mile 20, it, was, it, probably, it was wasn't, probably wasn't a gift, right? Well, yeah, yeah you find out afterwards that not a, things are a lot easier said than done. <laughs> yes. In fact, anything worthwhile is easier, you right. know, is easier said than done. Yeah. But I had to make that decision to go, I want to celebrate that. I want to, this is, this is, something I want to do. And my wife was there to celebrate. But number two, equally as important, we have five grandkids. My wife and I have five grandkids, uh, ages eight to four. And we tell them all the time, you can do things, you can do hard things when you're fearful, you know, just focus and do things even when you're fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was thinking, well, they're going to look to my wife and I and go, well, do you live out what you teach us? Mm. And I go, I want to be able to say to them, you can do hard things. And remember when grandpa and grandma ran the marathon. Now, Debbie and I are going to run the June 25th Missoula, Montana marathon together to celebrate mm-hmm. our 40th wedding anniversary. Most people just go out for dinner. And you're going to run a We're marathon. We're going to run a marathon. Wow. Nobody would ever accuse us of high levels of sanity. Right. But, um, <laughs> but to say to our, our grandkids, you can do hard things. Mm. And so that's the whole idea of this why, digging down and knowing your why. I think it was Viktor Frankl who said, 
if your why is strong enough, you can endure anyhow. Mm. And there are moments where when you're doing what you feel you've been created to do and called to do, yeah, and it gets hard. You, you've experienced that, Ryan. Yeah. And, and lots of people have. Yeah. Is your why strong enough to carry you through? Will you persevere? Because you know without beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is why you're on this earth. This is why you're called to do what you're doing. Yeah. You're gifted to do it. You're competent. Yeah. And 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 you can make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. Um, you know that why, then you're gonna live a fulfilling purpose. Do you and feel you like want most to people get up know their why? And you so you, to know know your why and your purpose. And so you feel like that's a whole part of this there. um yeah. you know, the whole um the whole book on mission and purpose. I don't know how good that's turning out there but we'll we'll have it in the link you can get it on absolutely. amazon absolutely yeah yeah a link in there do you feel that like most people a, um know their why what's that do you feel like most people even no. know their why i think how do I you think, walk people through that like if you were in, in in front of a group of people you know a couple hundred people whoever in 20 doesn't matter the number that they're just maybe they're you know my age i'm you know i've turned 48 this year i get a lot of emails from people that say i'm that age or or more and still don't even know what they're called to do how would you walk think, them through that i think one of the one of the good news things is most people are closer than they think mm. okay then it's not it's not some distant planet that you have to travel to yeah it's probably closer than you think and you're probably close to it you're probably skirting around it i was until i really narrowed it down there's an exercise and i just encouraged people to go online it's called seven levels deep um, I first discovered it from Dean Graciosi. So Dean mm -hmm. does a lot of stuff with Tony Robbins, yeah. um, real estate and personal development. And, and he shared it for the first time with me. So I'll give him credit. And I think he even gives credit to where he got it from, right? You and I both know the art of originality is forgetting where you first heard it. So uh, it's just like, I don't know where I heard it, but, but I do know in this case, so I'll give him credit, <laughs> Dean Graciosi. <laughs> and it's seven seven levels deep and you can go online just type it in the search bar and it's mm -hmm. something will come up some variation why do you do what you do and why do you, you know somebody says i want to be successful in business why mm. well, that's a good question um because it'll provide finances for my family mm -hmm. why why is that important hmm. well because i i grew up poor and and I didn't like when we didn't have enough and why. And you just keep going down. And yeah. it has been a game changer for me to, to dig down and to go, why do I want to be successful? One, for my family legacy. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing I say to people all the time. Everyone's leaving a legacy. You can choose to leave a good legacy or you can allow it to just happen by default. Yeah. I would recommend the former, not the latter. Yes. And and it's it's about being very intentional in what you do in life. Mm -hmm. And so really seven levels deep. It took me probably 45 minutes to an hour. And it was heart-wrenching because it really touched on some areas mm. that probably I hadn't touched on in a while. Mm. Um, going back to being a little kid. Mm -hmm. um, some moments of embarrassment growing, as I mentioned, about growing up in an alcoholic home. Mm -hmm. um, it really, really shaped me. And a lot of the things that we experience early on in life really do shape us more than we know. Yeah. And so to dig down and not be afraid of those emotions. Um, because here, here's, and here's something just on a side note that I really, 
when things go on for me and I have emotion that comes out and for guys, you know, we don't talk about emotion, man, I'm in touch with my emotions Mm -hmm. because that makes me a good human being and way better at connecting with people. Yeah. But when I would say, for example, something happens and I get frustrated, I always stop and I go, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Three questions. What's going on? What am I feeling? And where's that coming from? And, and this is only the last couple of years I've really discovered this and, and dug in on it. And there was something that happened. It was meaningless, but it really was made me so frustrated. And my buddy was going, Mike, it's okay. It's not that big a deal. And I'm going, no, this is a big deal. And I was just really, and, and he goes, and I, and I stopped and I did that little exercise. So what's going on? Well, okay, this happened. Not that big a deal, right? The emotion was disproportionate yeah. to the event. What was going on? I was embarrassed and it took me back to an eight-year-old boy. Mm. You talk about a revelatory moment for me to go back to this little eight-year-old boy who was embarrassed by his dad. Mm. Man, I I had to forgive my dad. I had to kind of work through that process again. Mm. And it was like, it was freeing for me to go, man, I can be in touch. So that, that to me is, is part of this mission is really digging into the areas of life. Um, and, and this is a template for me that's really key. What's going on? And so it's kind of like building a house. Mm-hmm. And this is how I describe it. Um, spiritual foundation. I'm a person of faith. So what's the foundation? Everybody's house is going to be built on some kind of foundation. I'd rather build it on a solid, proven, tested foundation. Yeah. Okay. And and there's parables in the Bible. Jesus told some stories about built on a rock, built on sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the storm, listen, you can't tell a house how it's going to hold up until some stress is applied to it, a storm, an earthquake, something. Mm-hmm. So spiritual foundation. And then um, mentally, how am I growing mentally? What's my mindset? Um, is my mindset growing? Um, is it open uh, to growth? And there was a great book by Carol Dweck about mindset that was revolutionary to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K, um, great book on mindset life-changing for me probably one of the five most influential books in my life wow All right. so what's going on for my mindset mm-hmm. um am i emotionally resilient so another area that i work on what's my emotional resiliency like do i have some level in my life or am i all over the place emotionally because man when i deal with my emotions and my emotional baggage mm-hmm. to deal with stuff today once i did a lot of work in that area over the over years over the last 20 years Man, my level of emotions, no matter what comes along, man, I can just kind of ride that out a lot more even. Yeah, there's ups and downs, but it's way more, um, way more even. Uh, relational. Um, how's my relational peace? Here's a question that I, uh, here's a comment or a quote that I read or a question. So it is, who are the people that love and respect you the most? Are they the people that know you from a distance or are they the people that know you the best and are closest mm. to you? I want the people closest to me, my wife, my kids, yes. my grandkids, my closest friends to love and respect me more than people do from a distance because they really know the true me. Yeah. And boy, I tell you that that's a game changer for me. Mm. How am I doing relationally uh, with people? Yes. And then how am I doing with my time and my finances? So those kind of, I think that's seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, I think. Oh, physically. Sorry, physically. I, mean, I forgot about that one. My physical fitness and health. 
you know, this is the body I'm going to go through life with. I can't accomplish everything I want if it's not healthy and strong. Exactly. And so I focus a lot of attention on it. That's why I run and weight lift and watch what I eat most of the yeah. time. Um, except when we go out for lunch and then it's right. <laughs> uh, that really looks good. I'm going to have that too, but 99% of the time it's, it's much better. And after that health scare, yeah. um, you know, so health, health and fitness too. So those are the seven areas That's that good. I focus in on, um, you know, in the mission book, just it's very holistic. Yeah. So, mm. oh, and then, so what are the other areas? Uh, marriage. So Debbie and I are newest books on marriage, Night uh-huh. Marriage. That's something we're super passionate about. And the third part of it is on uh, leadership business. Um, and so I'm just working on that book for the the trifecta, the initial trifecta of books in Life Rekindled. So, that's you know, awesome. leadership, leading yourself, leading others, leading teams. Um, that's that's really key because we can't lead ourselves first. You're not going to be able to lead anybody else. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's start well, we don't talk a lot about marriage on this podcast, but it's a key, ah, okay. key part of um, of my life. I always tell my wife, like, I feel like if I was successful in business, but had a crappy marriage, then I think it would make everything crappy. I it, feel like if I was, it just, it would be really hard to feel like I had a successful life if my marriage was horrible. And so talk about marriage. Like, what are, what have you guys learned wow. in 40 years? I know you can't distill it down into a, a, a five minute well, no, talk on a podcast, no, I, but, but I actually, I can, I can talk about some of the things. One is what's the purpose of marriage? Mm. Purpose of marriage is not to make you happy. It's to make you a better person. I was incredibly selfish before I got married. I am way less selfish now. <laughs> was that a pleasant journey? No. Because I have to now account for other people in my life. Mm. Now, my wife and I talk about it. I would not be the person I am today if I wasn't married to her Mm. and vice versa. She's pretty honest about it as well, that I've allowed her in our marriage and our complimenting um, way we do marriage uh, for her to be able to do all that she is gifted and called to do. So the purpose of marriage is to make us better people. Mm. You know, there's a proverb that I like. It says, as iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So one man sharpens another, but I equate that as well to marriage. Yeah. Um, when iron sharpens iron, last time I checked, sparks fly, and it's not always the pleasant sparks of right. uh, excitement and passion in marriage. It's yeah. like, what the heck is going on? I love my wife every day, but I don't like her every day. Mm. But I know in the long term, I'm going to be a better person. Um, and um, being married. Uh, affords the opportunity to bring children into this world, which is going to be my legacy. Yeah. You know, raise three sons, have five grandsons or four grandsons, a little granddaughter who's going to, uh, one of the grandsons has a birthday this, like in a couple of days and our four-year-old granddaughter, she's going to be four in May. It's like, this is the most amazing thing. And because we worked on our marriage, Mm. we get to enjoy being grandparents. Mm, that's good. And I always say to people, the family revolves around the marriage, not around the kids. Yes. And people go, what, what are you talking about? I go, husband doesn't revolve around your work. That's what you're called to do. Yeah. If you don't put time into your marriage, it's going to, it will affect every part of your life mm. and it will affect your business. I talk to guys all the time, you know, they, they look like they're successful in business, mm-hmm. but their marriage you know, marriage blew part and it go, was it worth it? 
Yeah. Nobody on their deathbed says, I wish I would have spent more time at work. No, definitely not. Would I have spent more time in my family, on my marriage, my family? And I tell you, I always say to people, hard work compounds, Mm. but you don't see the result early on. Yeah. My wife and I really went through some very challenging times in the first 10 to 12 years of our uh, marriage. Mm -hmm. And we decided at that point to do a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. which we are now reaping the benefits of. Did we reap them immediately? Yeah, there was some immediate benefits. Mm-hmm. Some of the issues that we dealt with um, were taken care of, but now the compounding effect, it's like money, right? Yeah. You don't see the compound effect immediately, but give it 20 years, give it 30 years, give it 40 years. Now you're just disproportionately reaping mm. the benefits of the hard work you did years ago. That's so good. And it just makes everything so much more all the success, it makes it so much better because you can share it. Yes. You get to share it with somebody. Yeah. And uh, and my wife and I, she's, I mean, I'm in Canada. She's in Texas. I'm flying home for the weekend because uh, we haven't had a lot of time together. And so we'll have some time together before I come back to Canada and she goes to who knows where she's going to before we connect again. <laughs> we're very intentional about our marriage. Very intentional. Yeah, you about- said you had a 10 day rule. We have a 10 day rule. Yep. Don't be apart for longer than 10 days. Yeah. Wow. It's, what are some other things listen, that you guys do practically that is you guys working on your marriage or things that you would just, you know, uh, what are those practical things that you Well, we, we try to find things that, that we have a common interest in. Mm-hmm. And so we, we try to do things together. We both love to entertain. So we, we do that regularly in our home where we can speak into the lives. We both like to teach. And so we try to teach together yeah. where we can. Um, we both like um, pouring into the lives of people. So we mentor couples. Um, I don't know if we can say we both like running, but we both are running at the moment to get ready for the marathon. Yeah. And, and so we do that together. But one of the key things I've found is that we get up together in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily a morning person. She is, but I've made the decision to adjust my schedule to get up in the morning where we can talk about the day, mm-hmm. connect for 15 to 30 minutes in the morning minus our phones, minus our phones, and just kind of talk about what's going on. Mm. And uh, and as best we can, at the end of the day, we go to bed together mm-hmm. and we pray together at night. Mm. 100% of the time, no, but most of the time. Yeah. And it just, you can't be mad at someone that you're praying for. It's true. Oh, that's it's good. Really, you got to really, really, really work hard at it. That's right. So I'd rather just let some things go and pray for my wife and our family. And uh, so we start the day. It's the bookends, right? Start and finish as best we can. Yeah. We do that. So those are our guidelines. That's really good. Um, You know, the Bible talks about don't let the sun go down on your anger. Let resentment build up. You know, what's the principle there? Don't let resentment build up. So if something's bugging you, you have to be able to talk about it. You have to risk good healthy conflict yeah to alleviate those little those it's like a sliver you ever got a sliver and you just "Ah, i don't want to pull it out well it's just going to get worse it doesn't get better you you have to kind of clean it up so and and the biggest thing is um as as i dealt with stuff from my past i remember early on in our marriage my wife sounded just like my mother (laughs) she wasn't but every time i heard her talk i heard my mom nagging my dad and nagging me Mm. which I disliked. Yeah. And because I didn't deal with that, 
Now I transferred that onto my wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I t- I so much. And I say to this people all the time, what you are most frustrated in and your spouse probably says more about you than it does about them. Mm. And, and that's a general rule. When I'm frustrated with other people, yeah, it says more about me than it does about them mm. because it means there's stuff that I got to deal with. Wow. And I tell you, if you go deep and I'm a big fan of going deep, uh-huh. when you go deep, you'll go far. Mm. In life, if you go deep on the inside, you'll be able to go far because you're more authentic. You're more real. You're more real in marriage. You're more real in business. You're more real as a friend. You're just more authentic. Yeah. Because you're not trying to be somebody you're not, right? I'm not trying to put on a front. This is who I am. You, you come to, if you came to my house, if all the listeners, we could get them over and had a big party. Uh-huh. I, I know with you, you'd be the same person you are when we have lunch yeah. or on this podcast. Right. And I know I would be. Yeah. Because that's who I am. And this is mm. this is who I am. Mm. So that that's hopefully there were some pointers in there. If people that's go, so good. I'm oh, that was a lot of stuff. They here. can they can go back and listen to it again. Oh, that's so good. But marriage is marriage is a huge passion. Yeah. And I was scared to death to get married because my parents didn't have a good marriage. And my wife came from a broken home where her parents divorced. And so we were pretty intentional. Um, and one of the other things we do is we go every year, we went for a marriage tune-up. After about year 12, when we mm-hmm. kind of went through our crisis and, and got some help, every year after that, at least once a year, we mm-hmm. would go and get a marriage tune-up conference, a marriage coach, um, mm-hmm. We would, just to check up what's going on, what's yeah. going on, what's going on. And yeah. it always gave us stuff to work on for the year. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones we uh, go to regularly is, is in Dallas for the XL Marriage Conference, Jimmy Evans Marriage mm-hmm. Today, best yeah. marriage conference I, we've ever been to. Um, and uh, and you can go online and encourage people to go online. Of course, Life Rekindled has some good stuff, but the best stuff out there is Marriage Today, XL Marriage, Jimmy and Karen Evans. Mm. Um, unbelievable marriage stuff. And Jimmy, you know, they've been married 55 years or something. I mean, it's yeah, stunning. And he's very, very authentic, which really connected to me as a guy, right? Yeah. He basically comes on and go, I was stupid. Every guy goes, <laughs> I get it. You say no more, right? Yeah. Say no more. And uh and we and it gives hope because man, we can we can change wow. in a good way. So uh marriage is not just settling. So many people go, I'm just gonna settle. <laughs> Don't settle for less than optimal yeah now it takes work to get to optimal mm-hmm. what else in life business do you have to work hard mm-hmm. health you got to work hard yeah learning new things you got to work hard mm-hmm. sure you do but somehow we think marriage is just we're in love we'll be in love forever and you know fairy dust and rose petals and who knows what else um, no that's not how life works right so mm. but the work is worth it i want to encourage people it with that the work it. is always worth it so you got to make the investment. That is so good. Wow. Well, how can people find you? Uh, liferekindled.com. Uh, liferekindled.com. And you'll probably put it in the show notes somewhere there. Absolutely. Will. Uh, Life Rekindled, all one word, liferekindled.com. And then the books are on Amazon. Just type in Mike Bolton um, books. I think there's another guy who does fishing books who's got the same name. I'm not the fishing book guy. It's the one on marriage and mission. And uh, very distinct, uh, very bright colors as well. Yes. So yellow and this, whatever this green is. Tur- <laughs> is that turquoise? I don't know. What color is that? Women would yeah. know. Looks turquoise. You know, I'm kind of that uh, 
just primary colors, you know, the eight crayons. Yes. You're in the box, not the 500 you get today. <laughs> Me too. It's not chartreuse and all those other colors. Yeah, I go, okay, I don't even know what that is. I know it's beautiful. You know, women just have this whole other language. Which, you know, yeah, hey, good. that's right. great. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Well, what other advice would you give entrepreneurs? These are people that are trying to build their businesses. And wow, you obviously, obviously you've got a lot of experience in this area. What would you tell people? You, you know, um, people look at people who are successful. They'll look at you. They'll look at me and others and go, oh, they just they were just so lucky. Mm. They're, they're, the, harder, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah. There's, there's a good phrase for people. Mm-hmm. Work hard, make your own luck. Number two, an overnight success usually takes about 10 years. Yeah. Minimum, maybe longer. Um, and be patient as you build things. You gotta have, you gotta play the long game. You know, a lot of people try things and they'll try it for uh, three months. It's not for me. Move on to something else. No, that's not quite how it works. Yeah. You know, you, I've been wanting, you know, and the book says an example, I've been wanting to, um, get these books done for a lot of years. But but then I found a strategy that worked to be able to get it done. So don't give up. Keep looking for strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you share those kind of things with uh, what you do, helping people to put strategies in place. Um, people are successful in so many areas, but it's, it's developed knowing your why um, because you can't go, I just want to make money. Yeah. You and I both know you make money so what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You just put it, you know, put it in the bank and no money means something. Yeah. You know, money, money is a tool. So you have to know what you want it to do. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, and you have to have a deeper why that involves usually involves helping people. So whatever people are doing, you know, develop that, that skill in dealing with people, you know, two parts of entrepreneurship go hand in hand, right? High competence and high character. Mm. Make sure you have both. Become the best at what you do. Highly competent, but also make sure you're a person of character. That people look at you and go, you know, they're doing things the right way. That's good. You know, they're they're helping. They're not ripping anybody off. You know, people look at wealthy people and go, well, who did they step on on the way? <laughs> Last time I checked, successful people in the long term. I'm not talking about you know one hit wonder successful in the long term know how to build teams know how to help people they just help more people than you do yeah you know if somebody was asking me they just helped more people you know people talk about elon musk i don't know what people think of elon musk but he has helped a lot of people mm-hmm. he's created a lot of jobs he's created a lot of opportunities yes you know his space program he is you know buying twitter and that's a whole controversial topic in and of itself but <laughs> You know, yeah. he wants to he wants to help people communicate without all the hindrances that the former ownership structure put in place. Uh, electric cars. My son has a Tesla. They are incredible cars. Yeah, they're incredible cars. You know, so he helps a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's pretty wealthy. Yes. And so make a determination to help people. But you got to play the long game. Mm. I remember when I was buying real estate and uh, I started and it started with one one house. And it really came down to this house was an eyesore. And I go, I want to provide good living accommodations for people in my city. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bought it and turned it around. And then one led to another. And 
And I built a large portfolio of by helping people yes. with quality places to live at a reasonable price. That's good. So, yeah. so there, that was part of the why. And then other things I do, including now Life Rekindled, I want to help people mm. be all that they can be in their mission and purpose, in their marriage and family, you know, in their leadership and um, in their business to be able to help them be successful in every area, that holistic right. approach. That's awesome. Well, congrats on all that and uh, honor to have you on and feel, you know, for if you ever want to come back on, you just say, Hey, I need, I want to come back on the podcast and you're on. So you just tell me. You know what, uh, Ryan, I'll get that other book done because it's, it's okay. in process. I'm hoping within three months, Okay, you can, you can check up on me because we'll okay. be connecting. You know, you'll go, Mike, how's that book coming? Um, I got the outline done. I got the okay. you know, set up. I've been you know already doing some teaching and writing on it. So uh-huh. um, it's just putting it together and getting it. And then we can talk about that. Cause, Sounds good. Yeah, that'll, that could be a lot of fun. Let's do it. Well, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, again, as we said to the people, liferekindled.com, I, I do a, a kind of a weekly thing called Minute with Mike, and it'll be in the Life Rekindled. You just kind of scroll to the bottom or type in the search um, Minute with Mike, and it's a kind of a little motivational one to two minute thing that comes up once a week in, in the three areas that we've talked about. Love it. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.